one, if you're going to do something, really narrow it down. Who's that? Who's your ideal client? Who's your avatar that you are the best in the world at helping? Once you know that person, then you can think about what their problems are and how you're going to be able to help them and then create that one solution for them. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. Really, this is just about the conversations that you and I have and how they've been beneficial to us. And that was the kind of the reason the discussion that happened to even do this thing. I was like, hey, dude, right. like I get so much value every time I talk to you. You get value every time you talk to me. Imagine if somebody else was just a fly on the wall with these conversations. Just, we've like some of this, the ideas, the money that they've produced behind them or the problems that they've solved right. as a result of just us just kind of shooting the shit and talking and working through something, it's been huge. I know for me, it's like you've been one of my my biggest confidants in business in the last couple of years. Right. So that was kind of the, likewise. the, uh, the reason for doing this was just like, hey, man, we get so much value from our conversations. Why not share that with other people? Well, and I think, too, to piggyback off of that, likewise, you know, I've, I've gotten so much value and I think I am where I am today because of the, the guidance and structure that I picked up from you. But, you know, for people like when I got started, like I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know who to talk to or what to, who to go to, or like, I didn't, I didn't know. Right. Like you don't know what you don't know. Right. So like, as I, when I, when I bought the Legion and got in close proximity to you and then we started doing Fit Pro Syndicate, I'm like learning all these things. And like, I heard the way you talked and I heard some things you said. And one thing that stuck with you is like, I don't try to reinvent the wheel. I find what works and do that. Right. Like, and like little things like that, just hearing you talk kind of set me on the way and they become ingrained in me, right? So it's almost like having a mentor. So I think that the, what this is for and who this is for is a person who like has the the yearning to be an entrepreneur or wants to start a business or wants to go down this path or even if they're at a, a sales rep at a certain company and they want more in their life, right? Like just being a fly on the wall, like you said, and listening to the conversations and being able to like pull stuff out of our brains because um, I didn't have that. I wish I had that earlier. I would have been much yeah. more successful by now. So, you know, this is for you. If you you have that entrepreneurial bug, um, you want to start a business and, you know, you just want to pick up things and just like, you know, you are the, what is it? The average of the five people you hang around most. Like, yep. this is just being involved in all of our conversations and, and you know, being yeah. the average of us and the other three people you pick in your life, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, a huge thing is, one, it's, it's having the right mentors, learning from the right people. And the cool thing is, dude, so much is out there. It's all been done before. Mm -hmm. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. And I know for me early on in my career, I just did stuff that I didn't know why it worked because I knew people that were successful doing it. I was like, listen, if it works for them, even if I do it half as good as them, right. it's going to work for me. Right. So I just followed. And then along the way, I was able to improve my education, improve my skills and the knowledge behind it. But that one, and that actually I think is a really good kind of segue into what we wanted to chat about today. And we don't... We just were like, hey, here's a cool idea. Let's let's chat about like this this one thing right, today. Right. And that actually is one thing. So we're going to talk right. about how keeping a singular focus, uh, focusing on one thing, one big idea, and all that, that that entails is going to be kind of what we're going on today, which has been huge for you uh, in the last couple of years. I know for me, I have terrible entrepreneurial ADD. So... I just sometimes get distracted, but I always get brought back to, hey, here's this. And it. I thought it'd be cool to talk about it in all different assets of the business today. Not just like your focus, right. but like in the things that you're doing. And, right. you know, that even goes to like one of the big things that you talk about is, is actually a principle that I do live by, which is you are the sum of the five people that you spend your time with. Or right. that you can look at it as 
the information that you consume, the videos that you watch, the reels, the TikToks, all that stuff, the books right. that you read, you know, right. what you surround yourself is what you're going to get. Right. And I know for me early on in my career, like I just went all in and I, I cut myself off from everybody. So even now I have a very, very small circle of people that I trust that I try and communicate with. I'm also super introverted, so I don't need to be, I think you're, it's easier for you to do it, but, but, but tell me (laughs) about, let's dive into before we get started, right? Like dive into that experience because all right, we're going into the intro, we're going into like why we created this podcast or why we created this, Yeah, yeah. but, but go, go into that because that's important, right? Like how did that impact your life? Like, cause I, cause I also have, that's happened to me too. And there's pros and cons to it, right? A hundred percent. Like, you know, I don't even know if I did it with the understanding of that saying that, you know, has been spread so much, like you're the sum of those people. So I don't, I didn't necessarily purposely do it as like, Hey, I can't be around these people or anything like that. It was just, I did what I needed to do was super selfish in order to be successful. So when I opened up my business, I opened it up about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 from where I lived. And I knew absolutely nobody there, but I knew that I had to take care of myself because you can't, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody. Eliminating distractions else. from being that far away. Eliminating distractions. And one of the things that uh, a great uh, metaphor that I learned early on that I've actually used in a lot of sales presentations, and I use it in just about every single one of my large group orientations early on was, you know, when you're on a plane, because everybody's flying, like, have you flown before? Yeah, I've flown before. Cool. It's, you know, when they're going over the safety instructions and they say, hey, you know, in case of turbulence or we're going down and the mask go down, who do you put that mask on? And, you know, if you're, if you have children, you're, you know, the mistake would be to put it on the children first. No, it's like, you got to put it on yourself first. You're, you're getting oxygen. You're taking care of yourself in mm-hmm. order to take care of other people. It's somewhat maybe potentially frowned upon uh, to realize that a little bit of being able to, to be successful and to help a lot of people, you have to first start with making sure you're taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself. Right. So for me, when I started this business, I just went all in. At first, I would drive back and forth to uh, to the gym, and then I moved super close to the gym, and I didn't know anybody there. So I was just like, "Cool, I don't care about my circle. I don't care about any of this stuff. Like, I just care about making this success and this mm-hmm. working." And yeah, I guess because I am introverted, it allowed me to to uh, you know to do that easily. Sorry, I got my 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 French bulldog hopping up. And then as it continued, I then realized, like, I don't mind sitting in my own thoughts, hanging out with myself. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. And then, like, since I was constantly in search, I'm always in search of improving my education, improving my knowledge. I then found that, like, I found groups of other like-minded individuals that were having success. And then anytime I surrounded myself with them and actually, like, you know, sort of, like, through the internet, um, I would join like these masterminds or whatever, and it would just level me up each time. So then I realized how that importance of, hey, these are the people I'm surrounding myself with. And then, you know, you look back at maybe some of the other people you're hanging out with and it's nice, but they're out partying or they're out posting right. stuff, but they're doing a normal nine to five, which is totally fine for them. But it wasn't my career path. Like right. I am completely unemployable. So it makes it tough. Like my problems, which are still legit problems, they can't relate to. You know, I right. remember... I remember when I first started getting success and 
you know, I started switching my model and I started doing those large group sales orientations. And I think it was like the first, I, I signed up like 10 people in one night and I signed up another 20 people. And I remember at the time I lived with two other dudes and I remember how, like, I remember coming home and I was just super hyped up that I was like, man, I just sold like 20 K in a night. Yeah. And pretty much I was met with the reaction of like, why are you boasting, dude? Yeah. And it was just like, well, I just, okay. You know, and I was like, oh shit. And, and I did a little bit, probably uh, not a little bit. I definitely was like egotistical in the beginning as I started getting success. I think that's part of a entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. But I remember that like, oh, so not only that, like whether I have struggles with, you know, having to make rent and stuff like that, like for my business, like they're not going to understand or having right. to figure this out or right. like supporting in the successes of just having this major day, like this major milestone, which was like right. the beginning of creating this beast of a gym business right. that, oh, like they, they couldn't support me in that. So that they was like kind they of- don't get it because it's, they, they don't get yeah. it, right? And it's, and it's yeah. tough, like, and, I, and I'll tell you like, you know, like how you surround yourself with certain people, like if you want to be successful, if you want to go places in life or if you want to, you know, go from zero to hero, so to speak, you will have issues and lose friends. You will have issues and problems with your family. And there will be people that try to pull you back, right? They'll say, you've changed. You're a big, important entrepreneur now. And they'll like throw subtle like jabs at you. And it's like little passive aggressive comments. If you are becoming successful, you're becoming something different. People will try to pull you back because they just don't understand where you're going. Where in actuality, if somebody truly supported you or your family loved you, they would say, hey, I support you in this decision. I know what you're sacrificing. I understand what you're going through. I may not understand it intrinsically because I'm, I've never done it, but you tell me what you're going through. I support you and I'm there for you. Like Those are the people that you need in your life. And you will grow apart from friends. Like We were out to dinner a few months ago with friends and I, I told um, – and my wife, I was like, I just don't enjoy the conversations anymore. Like, I don't know what to talk about. I find it very hard to have conversations. And it, and it scared me too, because these are people I really like and I truly value as friends. But it's like, I don't even know what to talk about anymore because my interests and my thoughts are always here. And I've kind of morphed as a person. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like, it's scary. Like, who the hell do I talk to now? And then and then your friends are always like, oh, you changed. You're different. You're too good for us. You're you're rich and all this stuff. And it's like, no, like you don't understand. Like it, we don't we have different mindsets and I'm not too busy yeah. for you. And I don't, there's things that I have to, there, there, my, my energy and time is spent in a certain place because I have goals. And as an entrepreneur, if you're successful, like you can bring this all back, right? Like what Bob was saying, like it's actually selfish to not do the best you can for yourself. Because in five to 10 years, when I sell my businesses and I have wealth and I'm able to take people on vacations and take care of my family and give them experiences that they never would have gotten before, right? I'm a better person for them. So you put your mask on first, make sure you're the best you can, and then you can help people out to a better ab <coughs> ability. But along the way, yeah. like as you change, your circle is going to change it. But the people from the past are not bad people. They just don't get it. And they're, and they're going to like, they're, they're not going to understand that they're doing it, but it's going to like make you feel guilty and make you want to stop and make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing. And that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be in. Super dangerous. So that's okay. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking about when we first started uh, FPS and yeah. you'd be doing sales calls while holding your, your newborn and uh, your baby. And we would like, let's go. Like we get hyped up and now we're like fire us up. It's like, Hey, we just close this deal and then we right. help this other gym owner in the process by doing right. it while like your baby was crying where somebody else who has no idea what it takes 
Right. Like, why are you doing that? Why are right. you working past this time? Why are you doing this? Right. But that's also the same thing. Like I'm the same way. Like if I really have small amount of interest, but those interests I like to go really deep into. Mm-hmm. And like I woke up at five. You're, obs- you're obsessed. You're obsessive, as someone says. I'm so obsessed with stuff, and I go so deep. And it's like you know, so it's interesting when I don't know something. I'm like, I want to know everything about it, and, and and try and expedite me becoming an expert at it. But that also means like those things. Those are the things I want to talk about all the time. And I don't really have the patience or the desire to talk about like mundane stuff that doesn't really matter. That's not going to elevate. Uh, you know, our lives. And that's the same, right. like we're talking, whether it be talking about wealth or business or, because all of those things impact the people that are important to us around us. And then sure. the impacts that we're able to have, all of that. So it's really tough. And I think that's okay where, I think it's okay to grow apart from people. Right. Like you're not going to, you're not serving them. They're not serving you. Right. So, you know, it's not, it's not a conscious but it of how many people you can know. But it doesn't make them doesn't bad matter. people, right? And it doesn't mean that we'll never talk again. Like, you know, we can get together, but it's not like I don't I, I don't have I, I can't talk to you every single day about this stuff. Like I don't find interest in it. Like if you were if you're like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to learn this stuff, dude, I'd love it. Like that's what I'm into right, right now. And that's like if like you're into soccer and I'm into basketball, like I don't want to sit here and talk about soccer all day. Like let's talk about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like this, well, so that's, goals a, to be a that's a really player. good point. Like so many people want to talk sports. I don't give a shit about sports. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I first started, I was training athletes. I was I you know, it was actually during the time of the lockout. So timing yeah. was good. I trained a bunch of pros and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you train like pro football players and all these pro athletes. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know who they are. So I really could give a crap. I just want to make sure they're going to train their ass off. Right. And, but whereas like that kind of goes down to where most people like they're super pumped for sports game coming up, all that stuff, which like, cool. If that's your thing. Great. But I don't care about that. So yeah. I can't like I'm not going to be of interest to you because when you're going to want to talk about it, I'm going to have zero desire. But if you want to talk about funnels, you want to talk about media buying, sales techniques. I won't hang up the phone. I will literally talk until you fucking hang up on me. (laughs) Yeah, until you're like, dude, I got to go to bed. I'm like, all right, fine. Like those are the conversations that excite me, stimulate me, but there's also growth through it. And so that's like, you know, I I personally really like to, and this this is, again, this is selfish, you know, when I'm around people, like I want to be probably the dumbest and the least successful because that's going to level me up. Like there's that right. saying, like if you're, you know, if you're, if you're hanging around a bunch of broke people, you're going to be broke because those are going to be the mentalities. Or like my grandmother said, if, if you hang with yeah. trash, you're going to smell like trash. That was the yeah. same growing up, right? Yeah. So that's the same thing. So, you know, if I can surround myself with, you know, people that, you know, actually just like, for instance, I have a, this guy that I was introduced to out here that is huge in real estate. Um, he was big in it during the recession is when he like originally built up his wealth and dude, he lost like seven, eight million mm-hmm. during the recession. And since then he's rebuilt himself and has built just this tremendous portfolio of real estate, actually mostly in land deals, which is really nice. cool. And you know, so those are the guys like one, I don't know anything about real estate. There's a lot of land in Montana and I would love to right. uh, land and get into real estate. Like that's one of my like um, plays that I want to get into in the future, you know, especially through the conversations, actually a conversation that I had with you. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, great. Like here's this great strategy. Um, but I'm like, Hey, that guy, I want to surround myself with him and learn from him right. because I don't know anything about this stuff, but then he'll be able to educate me. Does, but doesn't um, it boggle your mind how like you have the knowledge that you have and you have the skills that you have and you're like, 
like people can, if they get in proximity to you or they get in proximity to me, they, they, they literally can just do what we did because we literally did it. We can give them every step and we know everything. We've made every mistake and we know what to tell them to avoid. And like people almost take that for granted. It's like, you know, like you just say, oh, you're rich or you do this or blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, ask me. Like if you were my friend and we don't have the, and you want to get to this certain place, dude, ask me, I love talking about it. I think it helps me teaching other people yeah. what I've done. Right. So like, I don't know. Well, there is that. part of it. It's like the one, it's the entrepreneur. Like people want to ask because they want, they ha- they like the idea mm. of what it could allow them to do, mm. but they don't want to put the effort that would actually is going to be required of them to accomplish it. So there's that disconnect it's easier yeah. to say, I want to lose weight than do the actions to lose weight because then you can feel okay because you're like, oh, at least I thought about it. I had this idea, you know, or something like that. And I talked to somebody and it's, it's like makes for good dinner conversation. But it's like everything you want out there, you can freaking Google. Like there's really – or buy a course or something. Like there's, right. there's not much protected knowledge anymore. There's right. immediate access to it. It's execution, exactly dude. Execution's the name it's of the execution. game. Yeah, I'll teach people like, everything I do, and like ninety nine percent of them won't do it. So I'm like, I have no fear yeah. of like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I have no fear of uh, yeah. people taking it and being successful with it because they're just they're they're yeah. gonna be lazy. Like the late great and DMX said, do. "Talk is cheap, mother effer." <laughs> <laughs> that is, <laughs> listen to that song at the end. Yeah. Talk yeah. is you got to walk the walk, man. Just saying you want it is not gonna if, do anything for you. But dude, that's like, and if they were to take action on what was taught it would, and let's say they even became a direct competitor mm-hmm. great that's like capitalism it's going to force you to get better right then you're going to be like all right cool like this this person's actually doing what i'm doing and probably if they're new or maybe trying to find a different angle around it that might right. be pretty good so how can i solve that and to right. allow me to be elevated like that's that's part of the game of right. business so but you know it's it people people will ask and i'll always readily share but then that's also why there's like my franchise. You know, if you don't have any fitness background, you're passionate about fitness, you maybe have never run a business, like you could probably Google and you can figure it out. But the reality is that most gyms do terrible. Right. So like, even though the knowledge is out there, you're going to pay to literally Execution. have this business in a box so that it can, you then have that expert in your corner while you execute and get going at like a level that you won't get anywhere else. Right. But like you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to figure it out. Like that's dude, that was like your franchise. Like you were in the fitness space, your passionate, your sales. You're just like screw it, it's been done. Let me just do it. And then through that process, you developed even more skills right. that allowed you to do what you're doing now. Right. Uh, so you know, and that's I think that's the uh, that's just kind of like what goes. It's it's easy for people to ask, but they don't want to do it. Most people don't want to do it, and that's okay. Right. Uh, that's why there's very, very, very few successful businesses. For sure. That's, you know, and there's a lot of, there's like an increase in people saying they want to do business, an increase in people that want to be investors. It's easy to say those things. It's way harder. That's why content like this is, that's why content like this is consumed at like a mass amount, right? Because like people, everybody wants it, everybody wants it, everybody with that fire and desire on you. And like, let's segue into the one thing, right? Let's segue kind of into that, right? Like, okay. I want to start with like talking about like the, like, I don't know how to put it. And sorry, I'm kind of lost for words right now. 
because I haven't had enough coffee, but like the danger of like starting off and wanting to be an entrepreneur, right? Like in going into a space like this where there's information about real estate, there's information about e-com, there's information about coaching, there's information about franchises. There's so much information out there, right? And like coming into a space, if your goal is just like, I want to make money, right? You will have that shiny object syndrome, right? I was talking yeah. to my barber the other day about a guy who was like, hey, I wanted to make money, yada, yada, yada. And he was saying like, he wanted to do this. And he was like, why do you want to do that? Right? Like, I don't know. It can make money, it can be big, but like, what's your plan? So there's so many things like yeah. that distract you, right? Like when you're getting started as an entrepreneur. So like, I think one thing is like focusing on one thing. And then once you start that, and here's the, here's the point I'm trying to make. Like once you start that one thing, that one business, kind of burning all ships, right? I forget who it was, but the, the, the commander sent all the ships in there, burn all the ships and said, we're going to fight or die. And they won the battle, right? It's burning all ships, keeping the blinders on and focusing on what you're doing because three months into a business might not be making money. Six months into the business, you might be losing money. Nine months into the business, your wife, your parents, your friends might be calling you a fake, a failure, and a moron, right? And all the while, you see the shiny, oh, econ might be better. Oh, real estate Mm -hmm. might be better and safer. And then all of a sudden, you change your direction, you go do something else, and you start over that. Three months, you made a little bit of money. Six months, you lost money. Nine months, they're looking at you like you're a failure again. When you would have just stuck with that one thing and put all your energy into that and put the blinders on and forgot all the other stuff, that breakthrough is coming in a few months. So don't quit too soon, right? So I think the danger with new entrepreneurs is looking at, I just want to make money. And every time something pops across our feed, I made $2 million in e-com last month. And all I had to do is put up this one supply in this one funnel. And they're like, darn, I'm making $2,000 a month. And I've been at this for nine months. Let me do that. And you just change direction and you start all over again. You start from that, the beginning when you're months away from having your breakthrough. Yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest thing there is having that narrow focus. Mm. Like when you're getting started, you know, I think the problem there becomes, especially now, and I actually was talking, I was at this event last night or this, this meeting last night and somebody mentioned like, Oh, we're in the worst of times. And I was like, what? I was like, we're in the best of times. The best. Like I'm happy. Like for our kids, dude, like imagine the opportunities they're going to have in 18 years. Think about how much has changed since we were kids. Like going back to that internet money, you throw, if you can throw a great ad up and you can throw a great service, like you can change your life overnight. Dude, almost. the internet has put the power back into the people's hands. They're, they're not yeah. in big giant corporations where anybody can yeah. operate as their own business. I see yeah. entrepreneurship and I see business changing in the future to being like each person operates as their own business. There's going to be less big corporations yep. with lots of employees and each person will operate as their own business because the internet has given yep. the ability for you to operate for a, a fr- one one thousandth of the cost with no overhead yeah. from your house like a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. And not yeah, everybody needs so to make a million dollars a month. You can sit there yeah. and make $10,000 a month and work 40 hours a week and, and create your own life. If you're working 40, 40 hours a week. Right. So I think that comes down to it is like, one, there's so much opportunity out there. And mm-hmm. they see this person having success. Like, oh, this person's making money here. This person's making money here. This person's making money here. But they, chances are, don't see what happened underneath it. They don't see that like we talked about in the last episode where, yeah, you've had this massive success focusing really on this one thing now mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. 15 years of, of effort put into it, skills developed. And like, you know, for me, I 
started my gym business and we were like training athletes. So we had a lot of initial success focusing as training athletes, but we still took on a lot of people. And it wasn't until we really, really dialed in like, hey, this is the one offer that we have. This is the one sales mechanism that we have. This is the one delivery system that we have. And this is all we're going to do. And that's all we focused on. Did we have that meteoric rise? Mm-hmm. And we did it over and over again. I didn't try and like, then once I figured that out, do all these other things in the business, I just opened up another location. Right. I was like, hey, I got this figured out. I'm going to continue just doing this thing. and I'm going to be the best at it. So I think when doing something is there's so much opportunity out there, but there's no such thing as easy money. And fast money, that's where people get in trouble. That's where they get wiped out in crypto. That's where they end up start like selling drugs and shit like that. And it's like, hey, here's this fast. Generally, something that's like fast is too good to be true is probably too good to be true. But, but think about marketing today. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, today. of course. What, 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 and not to cut you off, but like, I, I don't want you to move yeah. too far from that point, but you said like, okay, like I opened one gym and I was going to open up a second gym, right? What if marketing was where it was today where you're at and you got hit with a 50,000 ads? Like I just made a million dollars overnight with clicking two buttons and sitting in a chair and picking my nose twice, right? Click this link and I'll show you exactly how. It's like, oh, I have to go through another gym. I got to have all these orientations. And then you're like, click it, boom. So like marketing almost adds yeah. to that. Well, I'm guilty of that. Like I've clicked on those things. So I, I can speak this thing because I learned, like I remember one of the first times I got burned for probably like 10 grand um, was I was doing the gym thing. And every, mm-hmm. so every time I go back to the one thing in narrow focus, every time that I got distracted and I wanted to try something else because I've developed the skills or anything like that, it never worked for me. So like I think last time we talked about it, hey, I started doing online training and actually had success with that, but it distracted me from my core business, which was really what was setting me up for success. Then I remember signing up for this like completely done for you system that was going to be all like everything done. And I knew the work that goes into it. I'm like, all right, cool. If I can just pay somebody to do this and they'll, they'll do these things. Great. Cool. And it was the dude, it was, I just, I should have just lit that money on fire. There's nothing happened for it. And then I couldn't even get in touch with the people. So generally speaking, if it's too good to be true and you see those things, because unfortunately like fast, new, big money, like those are easy ways to get people's attention. Uh, and especially like I'm guilty of it. But if you take a look at where people that are probably where you want to be, mm-hmm. it's generally a long length of time mm-hmm. and they've just been doing that thing. They mm-hmm. haven't gotten distracted. So, you know, when we kind of going on, it's like, Hey, we have to have this, this one thing, but that resonates in, in, in all areas of your business. It's like, Hey, just focus on this one business. Because if you were the amount of effort that you put into doing all these different things, if you actually just got better at what's the issue in your business, cause you go and you get distracted because there's probably something in your business that isn't fulfilling you. And maybe it's because it's a problem you don't know how to solve. But guess what? That's entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is solving problems. And that's why we're able to make big money doing it because people aren't able to do it on their own. Like we did all the effort Googling and looking into the books and research and all that stuff that if somebody says, you know, in the gym's like, Hey, I need to lose a lot of weight. Boom. I got you. This is exactly what we do. So we were a gym, you know, going back to that, like where, Hey, we're going to help you get better at sports. We're going to help you do this. Like Legion was just to help you lose weight. And we were the best. Did one thing and did it well. All we did is like, Hey, we just help you lose weight. And over the years we'd have, we'd have franchisees that, Hey, I want to do this. I'm like, why waste time? training the sports team yes you can do it but should you when maybe you, you should just be- call your leads and you'll make more money and help more people so you have to be the best be at the one at thing you do 
Because you, you, you'll be known out. for that, right? You weren't known yes. for, like, do you think, um, I don't know, like a great athlete, like you think LeBron James is going to come train in a Legion? No, that's not our avatar, right? That's not yeah. the avatar. No. We had coaches, I had coaches too, like, why don't we do sports for children? Why don't we get kids? That's not what we do. Why don't we no, do this no. bodybuilding or powdering? That's not what we do. That's not who we serve. No, then your marketing, yeah. your messaging gets confused, who you serve gets confused, yeah. and nobody knows if you're for them. Exactly. And that goes back to like then focusing again on one thing is having every marketing message you have, every piece of copy that you write, you just have one big idea. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's usually why the messaging doesn't work because if you're trying to solve every problem under the sun or mm -hmm. speak to every single person, you speak to nobody and you can You'll help solve them. nobody and solve none. Not going to be able to help them at all. And again, like that's what we do in business is we're solving problems. And that was kind of going to that conversation that I had last night where the guy's like, ah, oh, it's the worst of times. There's so many problems. I'm like, great. That's what true leaders are built is yeah. here's this problem. Here's the solution. Let's not ignore it. Let's not act like it's not there. Let's actually create a, a solution for this and then teach that to other people or guide other people or influence other people in that way by solving this big problem. And that's what we get to do in business. But if I'm trying to do every single thing, like first off, there's in business, there's millions of people out there. Or there's billions of people out there, you know, especially when we come to gyms, it's like your gym, you only need like 150 to 300 members, depending mm -hmm. on your price points to absolutely crush it. Right. Well, guess what? Most markets, what do they have? 30,000 to 150,000 plus people. Right. You don't need to serve everybody. <laughs> you don't need to serve everybody. Serve We're not McDonald's, a billion served. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's not like, that's not what we're doing. And and even like McDonald's, they're not saying they're gourmet burgers. Right. Their one thing is like, you know exactly what you're going to get. It's fast, it's cheap. They're for the family that kids are screaming in the background. They need fries and a toy quick. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. starved on the way to the shore. That's who we serve. Yeah. And like, and that's, you know, it's easy because there's, again, so much opportunity out there where we're always looking for the, the quick buck. And I think that's usually what gets people in trouble. It's that's when you don't fully think about things or think through it. Uh, and, and you go through the process and unfortunately it bites us in the butt. So like yeah. one, if you're going to do something, really narrow it down. Who's that? Who's your ideal client? Who's your avatar that you are the best in the world at helping? Once you know that person, then you can think about what their problems are and how you're going to be able to help them and then create that one solution for them. And I know you're, you're uh, yeah, you're I'm chopping at the bits to stop you there. Cause I wanted to go there. I'm glad you went there. Right. Cause I'm going to stop yeah. it there. Right. So one thing, right. Ideally, if you're an entrepreneur, you should pay attention. You should, this is the point where you get at your Apple pencil, your remarkable, your legacy number two pencil with the lead in it. Right. Or your pen and you write this down. Right. When serving one, doing one thing, we're talking about one thing and narrow focus. You should ideally know who you serve one person. I don't serve 17 year old boys, 26 year old young mothers, single mothers, uh, 65 year old retired men who like to play golf. I, I can't serve all those people. So when you start out a business, there's a problem. You need to know that one avatar and you need to know them down to like what color underwear they friggin' wear, right? And then you solve that problem for that one person, all your messaging and your client support and your delivering, everything has to be geared towards that one person. So I'm going to do an exercise live with Bob right here. He has no idea we're doing this. Um, so screw it. Here we go. And you at home should be able to answer these questions. And, and there are plenty more, but I'm just going to go basic. Bob, Legion, you 
you'd say you know Legion's avatar pretty well, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Male or female? Female. Age. 35 to 55. Okay. Kids? Yes. Usually what's her biggest what's her biggest problem? Biggest problem is they put themselves on the back burner to take care of everybody else around them. And as a result, their entire life, especially their health and their physique has suffered. Uh, so they want to lose weight. They don't know how to do it. And they can't do it on their own. What's the reservation from joining another workout program or another gym or another fitness thing? What is their biggest fear? It's not going to work for them because it hasn't worked in the past. They've worked how do you solve trainers. that? You solve that by really digging into what's the real reason they're not having success. So you have to be able to let them know their problems better than they, they know it. So it's like, hey, I totally get it. You've, you've gone to this other gym. You've tried this other trainer. You've done this workout at home. And this is why it hasn't worked. And they're like, wow, like that's right. This is it. Hey, these are your reservations. These are like, you know, when we, we would do the large group sales presentations, since I'm selling to a large group, I actually had to hit all of the objections, the reasons they wouldn't sign up throughout my presentation so they go wow this person is in my freaking head like Mm -hmm. how do they know that like that's something they're speaking directly to me so i'm going to be able to identify and and either ask them the right questions or even call them out and put that in my copy and stuff like that so that they know like hey this is why i failed before is because of x y and z right any successful business will be able to answer those questions for they'll know who they serve so when bob's marketing message goes out it doesn't go out to 16 year old basketball playing boys Right, and his delivery and his programming and his nutrition guys—they're not formulated for growing toddlers, right? Um, everything that he does serves that client, and he knows them very, very well, right? So every business, and if you're at home, if you're thinking of starting a business, if you don't know who you serve, you can't serve everyone. You will be a jack of all trades and a master of none, and you'll just be another person who fails at business. They said eighty percent of businesses fail within ten years. You will for sure be one of those if you don't know who you serve and stick um, to that person. I, I want to say, like, I remember when I looked at the the data, it was like 80 or 90% fail within the first year. Wow. And then of those 10% or whatever that make it pass, and these statistics could be wrong or could be different, like, then those, the remainder of those fail within those 10. Like, it's nuts. Like, most businesses don't survive. And so they don't survive because we open up just thinking that because I own a business is going to grow. But most people, and this is a conversation that Josh and I have been having a lot about with gym owners. Like sometimes you should just shut your gym down or shut your business down. Because if you aren't this business, because they're like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. But you end up like having all of the liability, all of the stress, terrible hours mm-hmm. for like no money. You're better off working for somebody else, you know, and, and having a life than you know, then, then struggling through this. And oftentimes you struggle because you don't even know who you're trying to help. So with those questions you asked me, then you need to peel those back even more mm-hmm. because, you, you know, in, in the kind of the businesses that uh, Angela and I have, like a lot of times it's the messaging that we put out there with the copy or the videos that we're putting out there. Right. And we want to actually, it's like within sales and you're like, Hey, so you want to lose weight? Yeah, I want to lose weight. Whereas most people screw up. They're like, great, cool. Here's this program that I have. That's going to solve your problems. Like, no, no, they like, don't want to lose weight. Do you weight. Lose? Yeah. But it's it's like, how much weight do you want to lose? Why do you want to lose that weight? If you don't lose that weight, how's that going to impact you? You know, it's, and then you're peeling it back even more and even more and even more until you get to that, like that deep down emotional thing. Cause they're, 
they're not like that superficial layers that they don't want to say out loud. Right. That like in that when you it, it's hard if you're trying to work with everybody, you can't peel back those layers. No. But if you're you focusing on helping like one person and solving one problem, then you can speak to that in your message. They're like, wow, like that is it. Like maybe they didn't even realize at first, like, well, no, that's actually like I thought I wanted to lose weight. But I actually just want to stop hating myself in the, when I look at myself in the mirror. But on top but, of that too, not just being able to sell them and serve that person, that will give that person better results. They will yeah. they will be inspired and they will now know why they're doing this. So every day they wake oh, up, God. they may put their their wedding dress that they can't fit into. And like, this is my goal. And every morning they wake up like, I want to feel the way I felt on that day when I fit in that yeah. dress and look beautiful again. And I want my 100%. husband to look at me that same way he looked at me on our wedding day. And they may get up every morning and say, darn, I don't want to go to that gym. And they may look at that and say, I'm going to go to that gym, right? You have to begin with the end in mind. I'm reading Psycho, Psycho Cybernetics again, one of my favorite books. And it's like, you have to, your body is like a machine, right? It's, a, it's what's called like a servo machine. It, 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 it's a goal finding machine, right? You got to give it the goal. You got to give your body the goal, your mind the goal, and just put it in there. And then you're, you're by through corrections and, and oversteering right and oversteering left, it will find that goal. But you got to keep that goal in the mind, in the mind, in the mind. Imagine what it looks like. And your body and your brain and your whole function in here will find a way to reach that goal. And, and the problem is, is what we were talking about earlier, separating yourself from certain people, right? It also goes into business. Yeah. Like, like certain people are like, I would never go to that gym. That gym sucked. And you might be like, mm, I shouldn't open that. But the gym's not for you. That's not the person yeah. we serve. Or you pitch a business idea to somebody who doesn't understand the business or the people that would pay to go to that business or your correct avatar would be like, mm, I don't like that. I won't buy that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, that's great because it's not for you. That's perfect. I'm repelling the people that we don't want in the business and attracting the people that we do want in the business. So again, like with your circle, you have to be very careful about who you serve and taking advice from people who have no idea or aren't the people that you serve, right? Like I'm not going to go yep. open a business. Like let me ask, you know, John down the street. Like John's not my avatar. He's not a 50 year old woman with two children. Yeah. And you know, th- th- what he says matters none. So you do have to be careful about, you know, one avatar. Don't take advice from a bunch of people or else, unless they can understand who you're serving and, you know, have a higher level of thinking in business. You know, when you go there, it's, it's you're able to then help that person and, and focus there. You're not distracted by other things. But like, we've been talking just about understanding that one client, but then also then when you have a narrow focus and you're focusing on one thing and one business, even if they're similar, like, you know, for instance, I was able to grow the gyms really knowing, you know, ads, copy, all that stuff, marketing. Like I would say like, I'm a pretty, pretty good marketer. Like that's where like my specialty is. And especially when it comes to advertising. So it was like, cool. I know how to advertise. Let me then go in and run traffic and try and like grow this e-com brand. Well, it's like, I also know that one business that comes with gyms and service-based businesses and stuff like that. So one, this is a brand new business. Yes, it's still going to take me time and effort. And now my energy is going into there. And it's also like, it's a different business. So unless you're able to fully focus on it, it's like, there's going to be distractions. And also it's going to take time. Like some people hit it out the gate. That's totally cool. Some people takes a little bit, but then it's like, I know I got recently, I was like, man, I'm doing all these other things. Like I just want to focus on one thing, you know? And even right now, like I have multiple businesses that is so and i think that's part of like i was thinking about like part of the distraction where people they say like oh millionaires have all these income streams yeah not really like usually they they had like one thing that they did really well that then allowed them to either invest in other places or then diversify but they didn't start that way or oftentimes they're still focusing on that one thing like as i grew legion i identified additional problems that my customer had 
And I wanted to get them to the goal as fast as possible. So like over time, I would just solve that problem. So right. as they opened up more locations, I realized they would come in. Supplements, oftentimes they would go to Walmart and buy some crappy supplements and stuff like that. So that it would actually further them from the goal. But the reality is they don't know any better and then they're going to blame me. So here's the problem. I need to make sure I carry supplements that are actually going to help my client. Right. So originally I would have somebody else's supplement because I didn't have the capacity to really learn that game. Right. But then eventually I plugged that into this business. Right. And then, you know, even like within franchising, although I franchised Legion, they're two different businesses. They definitely are. So it's, so it's like, hey, there comes a point in time, it's like, which business are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on your franchisees? Or are you going to focus on your gyms? Which is tough because I love just actually owning gyms. So that was that decision. I was like, I was at a crossroads store, you know, I was like, hey, how do I, it's tough to do both. And I heard this from several other franchises. So it's here, even though they're similar businesses and I've been able to like work through that significantly, but those are those new problems that come up in right. business. But I've created several businesses that all relate to my one business. Right. And that's where now I have all these other income streams, but mostly comes down to just that one business that then creates it, but I was solving every problems or essentially adding verticals into that business to help those out. Instead of going to like, cool, I have this skill. Let me com do this completely random thing that mm -hmm. I know nothing about. Yeah. Which is that's where like the problem comes They're up. all within the same constraints and, of like what you do and yeah. you know, they complement each other. Exactly. And then it's like when you think about having that one focus or that one thing, that one focus, that narrow focus, mm -hmm. like in, in the gyms, especially when you're starting, like we'll go back to gyms, but it's also similar to your business too. It's like, how are we going to grow this business? We have to generate leads. We then have to sell those leads into you know, whatever we advertise. So we're going to advertise and generate leads. We're then going to sell those leads in the offer that we advertise. And then right. we're going to deliver on that offer. But there's lots of nuance in order to do those things really well, to acquire the clients and then keep the clients. So by just focusing on that business and not getting distracted on this pottery business or this tanning salon or whatever, even though they seem similar, even though you haven't dialed in perfected this yet, like that's where, that's where people get lost. They get screwed up. They're trying to like, oh, well, this is kind of similar. It's going to be fast money. Things fast money, like boom, I gotta dial this in and just keep solving these problems until I get become the best at it. So it's the same thing. If I know I have one client and then I have one business, it's really easy. And then you just do that over time. Like wealth right. is created over time. Like, yeah, you can grow this business really fast and then exit and stuff like that. And that that does happen for plenty of people. Or you can say, hey, if I get this exit early on, awesome. Right. Or I build this business that is just a cash behemoth. Right. That I'm going to get wealth no matter what. Right. Like, and, and I always relate it back to wealth because obviously there's a lot of the conversations that you and I are having now. Right. It's like true wealth building, right. legacy building for our families. Right. Small inputs for long periods of time create big outputs. Right. Yep. You're not going to make $50 million in one year and you're good for the rest of your life. But you may make a million dollars for 10 years and invest it properly and have more than the person that made 50 million in one year. Exactly. Um, I'm typing things down as we're yeah. going, right? So okay. I don't forget them. But one thing you said was like talking about starting other businesses. I don't want to discourage people from starting other businesses, right? Oh, 100%. I, I, I want to get, when we say one thing, it's not like you can only do one business and you're done. You need to do one business, execute it like really effing good, then move on to the next. Once that is sustained, you need to replace you with somebody else running it and then move on to the next thing because you can't serve two masters. It's like, um, I don't know what the, the saying about catching two rabbits, right? You're going to lose both of them, right? Just fo 
bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, whatever. There's a, there's a billion things, but yeah. So Apple was an example. And I read this and ironically the book, one thing they said, Apple, yeah, yeah. they have like a bunch of products and they serve everybody. Right. But they didn't start out that way. They started out with the personal computer. Yeah. They mastered that. Then I think they went to the iPod putting music and thousands of songs in somebody's hand. Then they moved to either the iPad or the iPhone, but let's just call it the iPhone. They mastered those two. They're running like a well machine. Now I go to the iPad. Mm-hmm. Running like a well machine, master that, I run to the iPhone. You never see Apple launch 50,000 new products all at once because they can't serve all of them. Once a product is launched, it's successful. If it's not, they kill it. But if it's successful, they sustain it and then they move on to the next thing. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have a business that's working well and it can operate without you, and you've put great systems in place. And now, hey, instead of spending 25, 30, 40 hours a week on this business, I can scale back to five hours a week and my attention can go to the next thing, right? And if it's in, like Bob said, the same yeah. wheelhouse, it's good because your skill sets will suit you in that. So, you know, when you're doing one thing, you just need to conquer that one thing and set it up to be able to run while you're not there. And if it does, move on to the next thing. Because if you try to do two at the same time, they're completely different. You are going to fail. Nobody can do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do it. And that, and that, but that's a really good point is where a lot of, you know, what I've been talking about is like a lot of times people aren't ready. They're moving on to the next thing because they're like, oh, here's this opportunity, but they haven't even technically finished the first thing or got it going where it can run without them, which is the goal, right. whether or not you actually want the business to run without you, it should run without you. Like that's when you know you have a good business right. where it's not reliant. That's on a bit, that's you. a business, not a job. Exactly. So we want to get it to that point. And then we also, you know, really have to ask ourselves, like, why are we doing this? What are we doing? Because oftentimes we're creating the next thing and the next thing because we're chasing something, you know, and still I would, with art, with Apple, like they're creating new product lines after they perfected the new product line and they have other businesses within their business, you know, and you can even look at like, look at Amazon, like Amazon was just books. Right. Then, but they have this long-term vision where they're going to take over the world like they've done, but it started with just books. But also so there's a, a downfall time, to that too. If, if they're rolling out a lot yeah. of stuff, a lot of stuff, and they're not doing as hot as they once were. So they're rolling out I, TV I shows, Bezos, though. Echo. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't either, but Bezos isn't Amazon anymore, right? Is he's a small shareholder? So, yeah. But here's actually, that's a really good point too, is like people see people like Bezos or Musk um, and stuff like that. And they're like, wow, well, these guys have all these businesses. Yo, those are unicorns. Like, take a deep look, and I'm not discouraging, but like, are you that person? And do you want that life? Yeah, they have the money, but do you want that life that they have? And like, dude, read about know? dude. If you read both of their biographies, yeah. they're they're like I'm not gonna call them weird. They're weird people. Like 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 yeah. it takes a certain type of person. Like they're obsessed and like neurotic yeah. about what they do, and they're not normal. I believe both of those yeah. guys are aliens. They operate at such a high level that most humans yeah. will never reach that. But if you read their biographies, they're not normal. They're not regular yes. human beings. These guys are like, like you said, unicorns. So it's very yes. hard to be Bezos, but that doesn't mean you can't be a very successful entrepreneur and build generational wealth. You don't have to be Bezos. You don't have to be don't Elon Musk. Do this. Like you could have a really like simple, boring business, like a pest control company right. and crush it be right. the best at it and then set your entire family up for success for generations. Right. Like 
Like you don't like it's we see these really sexy businesses and all that stuff. And we think like that's what we have to do. We have to do all these different things. No, you can just crush it at one thing. So we right. want to like the cool thing about business, and we talked about this, I think, before we started recording. Um, as you were giving me crap about my camera, getting set up <laughs> and doing all that stuff, like I, you know, I was just like, I've created this life by design. And that's what you get to do within business is you get to, if you, if you play the game right, you get to design the life that you want. And you want to make sure right, that it's right, like right. you want, that you're not doing it for somebody else. You're not chasing somebody else's dream or doing the other actions because this person right. does it, but it's what you truly want. Like if you want to become a billionaire, mm-hmm. you're going to do all those things to get there, study what billionaires do, and then take that process to get there. Like even like Elon, he, like, he was in PayPal. And then exited out of PayPal and then went all in on this massive risk. Right. Also, it's like trying to solve these massive problems that other people are, or very, very few people are willing to do, looking at doing and doing that, and then able to actually execute it because he is an alien. His level of intelligence is on a whole nother level. You know, so then he's, but he's, he like fully and his risks focus, going in on and, the same. And his focus and obsession yeah. are on another level too. He, yeah, if you he, read his biography, makes up and works all day. Right. What, what SpaceX? Dude, SpaceX was a failure. There are so many times that he should have called it quits. Any normal yep. person with any sense of yep. like, okay, they should have called it quits. He didn't. They have the rockets blown no. up, launch, and they're just a failure. Well, so that's a really, really good point too of like going back to the idea of like focusing on one thing and like trying to become the best at one thing is like there's going to be times where you come up to that resistance and things aren't going to work and it's looking like you're going to fail. Like right. generally there's, there's, there's this kind of like saying in business circles, it's like, you haven't run a business until you've been worried about, am I going to make payroll? Right. And the reality is like, you know, for a lot of businesses, that's very true, but there's going to be, you know, you come to a point where, oh my gosh, I got to fix this business or I'm going to lose everything. Or you right. roll all the dice and you go all in on it. And generally it's those tough challenges. And if that's mm-hmm. all you have and it's all you've known, it's not, it's like here, like, Anytime I've come up to a challenge in my business, I'm like, all right, cool. Here's this challenge. I know there's nobody better to solve it than me because this is all I do. And I'm mm-hmm. going to figure out this problem. Like, cool. Here's like when the pandemic hit the gyms, like, dude, we were overnight, like within 48 hours before, like we were like, there might be some whisper that gyms are getting shut down within 48 hours. We already had an online program built out for all of our members. Like, and dude, was that challenge. was one of my favorite challenges. That was one of my favorite yeah. times in Legion. I lie to you not. Like I like yeah. that more sometimes than and in person because we connected with every single gym. Yes. We were doing lives. There were like hundreds of people. I mean, it was yeah. one of the most amazing and empowering things where everybody banded together. And yes. how many gyms shut down during that time? And we thrived. We added dude, members. Every time I talk to somebody, you own a gym. Oh, it must have been bad during the pandemic. I'm like, no dummy. We actually did really well. And we added a lot of clients. Yeah. Like I get offended. I, that like, that like triggers me every time. It's like, Oh, <laughs> you must've been really bad. Like, no, you did really fucking bad. I didn't do bad. I did really fucking well. Yeah. That really yeah, pisses I, me off. <laughs> and it, it comes down to too. So like, cause during that time, like you were all in, that's what you were focusing on. Like right. you had to build it up. You had this family, like here's these problems and you dude, I loved it. it, which is why we, we started FPS. Cause do the same thing. I was like, here's this problem. Other people are going to cower and be like, Oh my gosh, we're, we're screwed. It's like, here's this opportunity to step up. Right. And because I want to be the best at this, I want to be the best at running gyms, like stepped up, built this stuff out. The team came together and the, right. all the team, like my team and all the franchises. Now, unfortunately, I'm like you, I did get crushed. Um, but I also had massive overhead supporting eight locations and the franchise. But it wasn't so much the pandemic. It was just like we had already identified a lot of those issues. So 
you know, where we then were like, hey, here's these problems that we're doing as, you know, we're learning this new business and stuff like that. So we fixed them. So in pre, but yeah, like we got crushed for sure. But because we made a lot of good decisions, we were able to make it through. Right. And we were able to be okay. We were still adding people though. Right. Like we were still adding people, uh, you know, like and we, I think we talked about it. I don't think we gave it enough context last time, but like we were adding five to 10 new people a week while brick and mortar gyms were shut down. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, dude, if we're able to do this, like we can help other people. And then we started helping other people. We started selling right. over the phone for other gyms. Right. Um, and that, that was essentially what FPS was. We did marketing, nurture and sales over the phone for gyms because we realized there was a time where like, that's what we were really good at. That was part of right. operating our business. Right. So I think in entrepreneurship, you're going to be faced with those challenges. And if you only have one thing, like you have to fix it. Right. And then you get to those trying times. Like I don't, a saying that has really stuck out for me in the last couple of years is things aren't done to you. They're done for you. Mm. And that's like one of my personal models, mm. mottos. Like say that again. Things aren't done to you. They're done for you. Say that in Mandarin. We may not, I don't know Mandarin. What about so Spanish? I, can't, I don't know Spanish. I right, say it one more time in English for the people at home listening. That's powerful. <laughs> so things aren't done to you. They're done for you. And you may not understand it in a time, whether it's some, it's a lesson you need to know in growth. It's an opportunity for you to level up your life. You usually like right before you're about to level up, you're like, life is over. You know, like for instance, before I got really good at fitness, like I'm an amazing, you know, personal trainer. It's because I hurt my back over a decade ago. And I remember there was a point in time where I was sitting in my dorm room, like I'm done. I'm never going to be able to stand up. I'm hurt. My life is never going to be normal again. Instead, I learned I didn't know shit about training and I was training all wrong. Right. So I was forced through this devastating back industry injury to then figure out how to fix that problem, which then allowed me to become the best personal trainer because I was able to work through that and learn about real training. Why did this happen? So that I could help anybody out. From that. a problem arises a solution. And if you're yeah. able to solve problems, you'll never have to ask for money again in your life. If you can identify exactly. a problem and solve it, you will have value as long as you walk this earth yeah and that's i think been one of my my biggest strengths and it's the same as you is like dude yeah like the problem comes up i'm gonna figure out the solution right obsess like, over it dude. sometimes work. you just sometimes you have to think about it right like sometimes you have to just go yeah. to bed with that problem and you just might wake up like oh my god i figured it out or you might have to just obsess over it over a few days yeah. and just write it down and just stare at it and think and think and think and you might wake up one day with the, the solution to that but that's what entrepreneurs do do we take problems and we solve yeah. them and i want to transition yeah. into i know we're going to close out shortly we're not there yet okay. but i want to i want to finish with when things go wrong and how one thing and one focus and an hour focus plays in when things go wrong. So if you're an entrepreneur, and I know you've experienced, I know if I've experienced, I know there's a lot of people that have experienced this, but if you at home, if you are an entrepreneur and you have some experience in a business, whether it's a smaller business, a brick and mortar business, a big business, whatever it is, I know you know the feeling of, I need to fix this, this, this is wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And you get to the point where you wanna throw up and puke and cry and you can't sleep for like a couple nights and you're just like, how do I fix all these problems? And when you look at it through the lens of one thing in a narrow focus, you know, I think that channeling your energy and just focusing on, hey, this is an issue right now. My my sales is an issue right now. I'm going to forget everything else. And I'm going to focus on fixing the sales right now. Once that's complete, I'm going to move over to fixing the marketing. Once that's complete, I'm going to go over to fixing the 
you know, client experience. Because if you, because you got to think you've had problems in your business for a while, that business is not going to go under in a week, right? So yeah. ignore the other problems, find the biggest problem and solve it right now. Though The business will survive without the other problems being fixed. But if you try to solve all of them at once, you're going to drive yourself nuts and you're going to fail, right? So you're going to spin your wheels for an entire year. You're going to lose money. And you're going to shut the business down. But if you would have just stopped right there, picked one problem, solved it, moved on to the next, pick one problem, solve it, move on to the next. In three months, six months, your entire business will be better and you wouldn't have closed down in a year. So your business will survive if you don't fix all of them at once, fix one problem and move on. Um, I know you probably have a, you know personal experience, Bob, with that and you can share you know experiences. Of I mean, that's, that. just, that's just so true. It's like, you know, one of the things that I think about is just having that like core focus. It's like, hey, here's where I want my business to go or anything like that. And like one of the biggest things that we see with gym owners is like their biggest issue is they don't have any way to like acquire new clients. And then they focus on all these other things they need to work on. It's like, well, you, you don't, you're not making any money. Like I remember uh, talking to this gym owner. He a year ago was like, uh, I think it was at like 8K a month. And then a year later, he started working with a, a, a coaching company and they were at, he was at 12K a month. I'm like, so you added 4K a month in a year working with a coaching company. Right. And yet you still have no idea where your next client is coming from. Like in this business, that's like the first thing you need to look at. Like there's, you know, we need to solve that problem. So if we look at business as a whole, you look at marketing, sales, operation, finance, like he, these are these like major buckets that are in most every business. And there's like tech and stuff like that. Right. Like instead of trying to fix every single one at one time, just chunk it down. Cause we can't like, there's a lie that we can do multitasking. We can only do one thing at a time. And there's been the research that I can't spew, but it's like, it's been shown that you actually get less done, you're less productive. So focus on one thing. So we want to take a look too, like sequentially in the business, like as we're growing it, let's say we're not growing and having an issue, we're growing it. It's like, what's the first thing that I need to do that I need to solve? That's then if I fix that, I can move on to the next thing. So like in gyms, it's like, hey, I need to dial in my acquisition. Like that's the first thing I need right. to do. I shouldn't even worry about hiring a team and all this stuff if I have no way to actually get new people because how am I going to feed the team and how are we going to grow? Because right. if I have no way to add new clients and it was just word of mouth, hopes and dreams and stuff like that, the people coming in and then I have all these employees then they're going to make money and I'm not going to make any money. Right. Then there, what's the point? You're running a charity at that point or you're paying to own a business, which doesn't make any sense. So I want to make sure I'm dialing in that before, like not working on the wrong problem at the time. So if I'm focusing on one business and I'm focusing on helping like one person and then I can dial in and be like, hey, what's the one thing that I need to do right now in order to grow my business? Not It's not fixing everything. Like you said, like if – I, maybe I have a marketing issue, but it doesn't matter because every single lead that we get and every appointment that we get, we just can't sell. So why am I going to create more opportunities if it does? I'm not going to sign them up anyway. Right. So let me take a look at what this problem is. It's like, hey, let me dial in my sales process. Like, let's say the business is already growing. Like, let me dial in the sales process before I give it more fuel. So it's like we need to make sure we're looking at what the actual issue is. And if you only have like one thing that you're working on, it's a lot easier because you're probably also going to have problems outside of business too. So like if I can only if I only have to deal with this headache in this business and not this headache in this business, this headache in this other business, this headache in another business, that it's going to allow you to be a lot more successful because you're just not going to have all those other stressors and issues that are going on. So, you know, we, we, yeah, we've all had that. And I think that's why it's like important scorecards. A cool thing that, um, you know, going back to like even traction or EOS in your business or even like 12 week year, it's mm -hmm. like generally what I like to do in 12 week chunks now 
is I focus just on like 12 weeks. It's like, hey, what's the main thing that we're working on over the next 12 weeks? Right. So that's what we're going to work because there's a million things we can work on. Right. There's a million opportunities and there's a million cool things that you can plug in your business. But it's like, I'm just going to work on this one thing. You know, and like for you, like your business, like you built this massive business and it's like focusing on just one thing. Like, we turn down yeah, clients all the time. Stuff. We have people like, yeah. like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you just, I mean, dude, we're the, just the best at MVAs. It's what we do. I don't mm-hmm. mess with Kairos. I don't mess with, yeah. you know, uh, mass torts. I don't mess with divorce law. I don't mess with any of this. I don't mess with loan officers. I can make money. Yeah. I can do it. But this is what I just focus yeah. on one thing. I just want to be the best at what I do. Well, that's a good point you just made. You can do it. And that's the problem that I've fallen into. And other right. people, just because you, you can doesn't mean you should. Right. What's the long-term goal? And like, if you're trying to focus on five different things, if you're trying to generate leads for Kairos, for uh, right. attorneys, everything like that, and then three other different businesses, well, what if you just got really, really, really good at doing the one? Dude, you just created five different headaches for yourself and they all make $200,000 a year. That's a million. When you're going to focus on one problem, one headache, because every business is a headache and you can be making 10 to 20 $20 million a year, right? Just do the math. Like you can't spread between that. I want to go into one other thing and this is my ADHD taking me um, somewhere else, but let's talk about solving problems, right? When you say focus on one thing at a time. All right, if you have credit card debt or if you have you know, a mortgage or things that you need to get rid of right now and you want to fix your credit like rapidly without going into collections and stuff, do this. All right, You have make three credit money. cards. <laughs> make more money. The first thing is make more money. You have credit yeah. cards, right? Say you have three credit cards and say you have a loan for a car, right? You pick the smallest loan, each minimum maybe 150, 150, 300, and 200, right? You pick the one with the smallest minimum and you pay the minimums on everything and this one has $5,000 on it and you pay it down until that one's gone. Boom. Now that extra $100 minimum a month goes to this one. You take the next one. This one's $6,000 limit that you own there. Pay that down. Boom. Pay the third one down. Boom. Then tackle the car and you have no debt left. Like I've literally done this myself. Uh, I didn't yeah. know much about money when I was 26, 27. I had my credit. I used to have $5,000 on a credit card. I used to roll with 4,800 on that baby. And when I need to buy some, I'll throw some on and put some more on. Now I have literally three cards. Two of them are unlimited. I can drop a million dollars on a credit card right now, not blink an eye. And there's a zero balance every single month. And it all started with what I learned before is credit cards are tools, right? You can use them to build wealth and get points and get free flyer miles or get cash back rewards, right? But it was solving one problem at a time. I had a motorcycle loan. I had a car loan and I had three credit cards. And I said, this is the smallest one. It's 1500 bucks. Let me pay this off. And every bit of extra money I had, pay that first one off. Whew. Okay. Utilization starts going down. Let's tackle the next. Boom. And then I literally went, paid off credit card, credit card, credit card, motorcycle. And then I ended up trading in my car because I can't keep a car for more than two months. Um, so I, so yeah, that, like but, but I paid off year. all three credit cards and my motorcycle. And I, I had, that lowered my overhead. I don't know mm-hmm. $1,000 a month in bills anymore. I owe zero. I owe what I create now, right? So like if if tackling one problem at a time, that goes into every aspect of your life. Yeah. Like your kids, right? Like, and I'm still learning how to raise kids. I'm no expert, right? I probably need to pay an expert to teach me. But if you're solving one problem, if they're having one issue, solve that first. Or if you're training your kid how to learn to go to the potty, don't teach them how to speak, read, write, go to the potty. Train them on one thing. Focus on that. Give them everything they need to and move yeah. on to the next. Give them everything they need move on to the next. We are not multitasking beings. We are able to dial in laser focus, conquer a task, boom, move on to the next. That's why production lines, you grab it from the shelf, you put it on the runner, you add this to that, you package it, you throw it on the truck. One thing along the line. Everybody focus yeah. on one thing. And all I need to do is this. 
and I'm the best yep. at doing this. I don't even know what this is. It's a med ball slam. And I'm the best at doing this, putting that package on there. I'm the best at taping it up, moving down the next, taping it up, moving down the neck, taping it up, moving down the neck. Mm-hmm. One thing, focus on one thing and move on to the next and you'll be successful. I'm sorry. I was excited that I paid well, off I my cards on to share with everybody like 10 years ago. Well, I think that's the best way to actually end it too. Yeah, I think like that covers taping it up. Boxes, take, it, taping boxes in a warehouse in Amazon. That's that's how we end this. That's how we <laughs> Guys, end Guys, if you're working in the warehouse, don't try to get the boxes and tape them. Just get the boxes. If Bezos comes in and says you got to do both, you tell him no. Angelo and Bob well, told me to do one thing. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of experience, obviously, working in other businesses like I did. But that also does apply. Like if you're doing something, become the best at it. Like become the best at that job you have. If you're looking to like move up, in it or like but also like craft your life for happiness so that was something that i learned and it was a it was like i think it was talking to you like six months ago and you had kept saying like dude just like focus on this just focus on this like yeah but i'm gonna do this and i was just like just because i can do all these things doesn't mean i want to do all these things like i just want i just i want to it's like this is what i'm really passionate this is what i'm really good at but i also just want to focus on one thing so that's it because whether that means i'm spending 12 16 hours that day working mm-hmm. on it or spending two hours like there's other things in my life that I'm going to go with instead of being like, because if you have multiple things, there's going to be a point in time when there's multiple fires that you have to put out. That's a part of business, right? Like things come up. It's a lot easier to deal with, identify that issue. And we'll talk about that. Like how to identify and then solve issues in another time. Right. But like if you're focusing just on really one thing, it's like, cool, I can work on that, get better, move, work on the next issue within the business or maybe now like there's not an issue and you can work on the next like improvement to grow it, take it to the next level. Right. As opposed to be like, oh, I just solved this problem. Oh, now I got to go focus on this problem. And then another problem arises in that business because you're actually not able to give it the attention. Right. And there will be a point in time where, yeah, like you said, like potentially you have multiple businesses if you want, as long as you've built it to the point where it literally can operate without you. Right. Well, and essentially, like that's that's like PE. Like PE, or if you use like EOS in your business, which I'm a big fan of, like you can get to the point where you're using a scorecard and you're taking a look at the health of your business and you're identifying through the numbers exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just helps if you have one thing. And even like, private equity groups oftentimes like they have one core focus of all their portfolio brands right so you're still it's, it's still like similar right. to to that or like hey yeah, this it's retirement really homes they at. only focus in 55 and up communities yeah. right and that's what they do this one does like yeah. strs this one does does bfrs right like they they have exactly. one focus and just they know it very well exactly so you know i think that's, the, that's a big thing but it's i think like my final thing to say about it is just like I don't know, over time of especially having my distractions and, and doing that is it becomes a lot easier to just become the best at one thing. And then it also creates that for what I'm trying to design, the life I'm trying to design, yep. it then allows me to one, go even deeper, but like not have to worry. Like I don't want to have to worry about the rest of the stuff. Right. Like I just want to focus on one thing, spend time with my dogs in the mountains and then with my family. <laughs> That's right. it. And then it's a lot easier and I'll I'll grow even faster that way. So I think that's what you said is probably really where we should end. And then I just ramble. Do we ramble a lot? All right. Our half hour podcast has turned into one and a half hours. We appreciate you guys being with us today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next week. Next time. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.